we pray. So that verse um, that, that we had as a camp verse, as a camp theme, was Proverbs 18.10. And that's, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The righteous run to it and are safe. See, in the times that we're living in, I think you would agree with me that everyone wants just that. They want safety, right? A lot of people are, are looking, you know, safety behind a mask or safety behind this or safety behind the, the, the third. And, and yes, you know, there's safety in that. But where do we seek our safety from? Do we seek our safety from that mask? Do we seek our safety from, from whatever it may be that, that gives us comfort? Or do we seek safety from the comforter? Do we seek safety from the Lord? And that portion of scripture, there's so much in there. But when it says the name of the Lord, it literally means the character of the Lord. The character of the Lord. So I welcome you as we go through a couple verses now for a couple minutes before the youth come up. Um, to, to just write these verses down again and, and, and to make them your own as we look at. Again, real, real quickly, but the character of the Lord. And before we do that, I'd, I'd like to tell the youth, um, the, the youth that we'll be sharing, uh, the order that you will be sharing in. And I'll let you guys know, you know, as, as we progress, who's next, and I'll be coming up, and I'll make it as simple as possible for you guys. But again, it's just a verse that you're going to be sharing, what the Lord has done in and through that uh, verse in, in your life, and what the Lord uh, did in camp in your life, and that's uh, three minutes or less. So it's a tough task for some of us, but three minutes or less so that as many youth as possible uh, can share. And I, I know that you guys have a ton of verses and a ton of application, but let's try to stick to that time frame. Um, but the name of the Lord, right? The character of the Lord, who he is, and the first thing that I oftentimes think of when it comes to the Lord is his love. And in 1 John chapter 3, in verse 1, it says the following. It says, see what great love the Father lavishes on us, that we should be called children of God. That we should be called children of God. He loves us so much that he wants you, he wants me to be a son, to be a daughter. And a lot of the youth, as I'm sure they'll share with you, they got saved. They rededicated their lives in this trip. And they became a son, a daughter of the living king. That happened while we were at camp. And just like that, there's so many praise reports that, that we have. And again, they're going to share with you. But we look at John 3.16, and again, a verse that we're all so familiar with. But it shows God's love for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And a lot of the youth, there was a transition. There's a transition from eternity in hell to eternity in heaven with their heavenly father. And they were able to say, God, you are my Abba. You are, you are my Papa. 
and realizing, them weeping, realizing I am a son, I am a daughter of the living king. And again, it's looking at God's love for us. Who are we? We're nothing but sinners, right? We fall short. We're not that great. I'm not that great. But God loves me. He loves you guys. And the youth, they, they, they really realize that. I mean, just, just in the first night, we saw youth dedicate their lives to the Lord. We saw a moving of the Holy Spirit. It was just an incredible experience to see what the Lord had in store for us. And it's almost like day by day, it just got greater and greater. And eventually, you know, Pastor Jose will come up and he'll share with us. And that is his heartbeat for the ministry, for Wilderness Ministries. That youth, that young adults, that they would be able to gather there. And that they would be able to find out, hey, there is safety in having God as my strong tower. And that, that, was, that was it for us, you know. We look at, at God's faithfulness real quick. And um, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, and again, you know, I typically try to give you guys as much time to turn there, but I'm just going to read that verse. You know, you could, you could write it down. It says the following, But the Lord is faithful who will establish you. That word establish, it's permanent acceptance. He will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And again, the idea of, of having safety in the Lord and that he is faithful. He is faithful to give us that safety. He is, he is faithful to keep us from the evil one if we walk with him, we, if that is our desire. So God is loving. God is faithful. And it's tough because I'm cutting a 30-minute, a 40-minute teaching into just a handful of minutes, but we look at the fact that God is strong and mighty. And a lot of us, we seek to be strong and mighty. I, I made a, a little joke with a youth. One of the youth brought a 30-pound dumbbell in his backpack so that he could curl weights at nighttime. <laughs> he wanted to be strong and mighty. And, you know, as youth, as as, as guys, sometimes we, we want that strength to come from us. And it's awesome when it comes from the Lord. It's awesome when we could rely upon him and not on our own strength. And in Psalm 24, verse 8, it says, Who is this king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty? We sing that, right? And in times like these, these interesting times that we're living in, where do we find our strength? Who do we look to? Do we try to find that strength from within? Or do we find it in God's word? Do we find it when he speaks to us? Do we find it when we fellowship with him? And then guys, and we, we witness this firsthand the whole, the whole week. And parents, I'm sure you witnessed it even from Miami, you know, in your prayers and and, and praying with each other, God is good. God is good. So many things could have gone wrong, right? And yet, they didn't. And, and God separated those days so that these youth, they would put away the technology. None of them brought phones. Do you believe that? There were no phones. There was no technology. It was them, their Bibles, their friends, and the wilderness. 
And we saw firsthand that God is good. Psalm 34, verse 8. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. We got to taste some good food. First night, they were treated with steak. It, was a, it, was a, it wasn't camp food. It really wasn't. And we had, you know, servants from the church come and bless us and, and cook the entire week. And we got to taste some good food the entire week. And the boys, they ate seconds and thirds, and it was a good time. But we also got to taste and see how good our Lord is. That second part of that verse says, blessed is the man who trusts in him. That word trust is to take refuge in him. And I'll end here as I call up the youth one by one in it. God is our refuge and our help. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. It says the following. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. Sometimes it feels like the earth is being removed, right? We're living in pretty crazy times. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. And as the youth come up now, you know, I think you will, you will see that, that a lot of them realize that maybe that for the, for the first time, you know, maybe they, they rededicated themselves and God did a special work. God did a special work. So all that to welcome up um, some of the youth. Uh, it'll be in, in this order. And then um, I'll, I'll just remind you guys as, as it goes, but thank you for sitting in the front. So Nicole, we'll have you come up first. Um, where's Nicole? Nicole, you'll come up first. Then we'll have Marco, we'll have uh, Manu and Angelique, and then I'll call a couple more after that, okay? So come on up, Nicole. And then I've been informed that we're not to touch this mic. If you touch this mic, it could literally just fall. So. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Good evening. Um, my name is Nicole. This was my fourth year of camp. So this year during camp, I went through Hebrews chapter 12 because it was really close to my heart since Pastor Zach had been going through it during church. And in VBS, this was one of the verses. So I'll be sharing verses 2 through 4 in Hebrews chapter 12. So I'll read it really quick. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of the cross. I mean, at the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Have you not yet resisted to the bloodshed striving against him? So, um, this really spoke to me um, because Jesus is the, the author of my life. And um, he surrendered his perfect life and gave up his perfect life to the imperfect men who, who killed him. And 
um, something that was shared the first day at camp was that we'll never be able to outgive God because he's given us everything that we have. And in order to stop giving, I mean, <laughs> in order to stop carrying the burdens of my shame since I never can't, since I never can outgive him, I must lay aside every weight, like what it says in um, verse 2, to truly follow him into finding um, mercy and grace and peace that um, exceeds all understanding. Because in verses 3 through 4, it talks about everything that the Lord endured for my sin and for my shame. So just seeing how the Lord, he gave up everything and he embarrassed himself for me. And that's really funny because I embarrass myself all the time. So that he embarrassed himself for me. Um, and he did it with joy. So just that really encouraged me. And I hope it encourages you guys too that the Lord did everything for us through joy. And I see that so hard, at least for me, um, it's hard to have joy, especially in these times with having to wear masks and not be able to see people, how it's hard to stay joyful. But the Lord stayed joyful to the point of death because he had us as um, his reward, having us in heaven. So thank you guys. <laughs> Can never outgive the Lord, right? Uh, Marco, you could come on up, and then we'll have Manu and Angelique. You just come up right after, and then I'll come up after you. Good evening, family. Let's just pray really quick. Uh, Lord, thank you for this uh, this day that uh, you've given us, for this time that you've given me to. Uh, to share and for the rest of the youth to share. I pray that you would um, just help me uh, get my, my, the, the point that uh, you put on my heart across and that, um, that I'd be clear with my words. It's in your name I pray, amen. Um, so going into camp, uh, I was basically like spiritually dead and I had, it had been that way for a while and I was just kind of like going through the motions and stuff like that and my expectations, like I didn't really have any expectations. I was just kind of doing like what everybody else was doing. And that first night, God like completely flipped those expectations upside down. And uh, something that one of the, the pastors told me that night when I went up for prayer was um, given, you can't run from God. And, and I was just like really wrestling with that the entire week. And uh, um, I was like, I, I, I had to ask myself, okay, why, why am I so afraid of going in 100%? Why don't I want to? And I realized towards the end of the week that I was afraid that if I went in 100% and messed up after that God would be done with me, but that's not true. I had to be reminded of the basic principle that no one's perfect and that when I do mess up, I can just run to God for forgiveness. And the, the verse for camp being Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it and are safe, and that I can just run to him for safety. And just the big verse that like 
just spoke to me was uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, um, therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. And it, this, that week was just a purging of the old man out of my life and becoming a new man that he wanted me to be. And I was like, okay, Lord, I've like tried this uh, a ton of times before, and it, it doesn't work for me. And something else that I had read earlier that week, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.5 um, said uh, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And with the teaching that night, um, like the Lord made it clear, like it's, a, it's impossible to walk the walk of faith without his power and his wisdom, and it was just given, given. And um, so I ended up rededicating my life to the Lord that night. And um, so like the, the challenge that I left with uh, in 1 Corinthians 7, 22 through 23, it says, for he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's free man. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. And it was like, okay, now that I'm fully with the Lord, I'm in 100%, I rededicated. I'm not a slave anymore. I don't have to be to, to sin. Uh, I'm the Lord's bondservant now, so act like it. So just my encouragement to uh, some of the other youth who are struggling with the same things and same doubts that I do, and to the rest of the the uh, like my my church family here is just just go go to the Lord. You have to ask Him for for His wisdom and for His power every day because we can't do it on our own. And now that we're in Christ, act like it. very high. Um, I hope you're all having a blessed night. Let's pray real quick. Lord, please fill me with your words. Lord, I don't want them to be mine. I want uh, you to speak through me, please. Amen. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is... I could touch it? Okay. <laughs> my name is Manuela Nguanzo, and I've been blessed with the opportunity to go to camp all seven years that I've been in youth group, this being my last year. Uh, over the past... Uh, years that I go each time the Lord shows me something really amazing and he's always faithful to meet me where I am uh, in sixth and seventh grade he showed me that he is the true God and he is the living God and he called me to trust him and to cry out to him from eighth and ninth grade he placed in my heart to have a diligence to seek after him and to make my relationship with him more personal 10th and 11th grade, he called me to have a boldness for him and to not be afraid of sharing his love to others and to be blameless before him. All my camps have been so special, but this year there was just something so much sweeter about it. I was able to see all my younger um, brothers and sisters in Christ give their lives to the Lord and be so dedicated to him and seeking after him. I even saw some of my really close friends um, give their lives to the Lord fully and be baptized, which was so, I was so blessed for that. Um, with everything going on in the world, it was nice to get away and have a week completely dedicated to the Lord. 
Um, I was reading in 1 Samuel, and this year, among many other things, the Lord placed in me a desire to be an example of him, and he gave me an overwhelming love for my family in Christ. The verse that he gave me to share is 1 Samuel 18.1, which says, Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. God has placed in me, in this family, to love and encourage them. He has knit my heart to theirs because we are running this race together, and none of us are on our own. We are here to encourage each other and our brothers and sisters alongside us. Also in 1 Samuel 23, 16, it says, Then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. Jonathan knew that David was struggling, and he went to him to strengthen him in the Lord. Countless times, I've had people come and do that for me, and I am also called to do that for others. The Lord showed me that even though I'm going to a new and different season in my life, all the youth are still my family, and my heart is knit to theirs, and I'm called to continue to encourage and strengthen them in the Lord. Thank you. Hello, um, my name is Angelique. <laughs> this was my first um, year at camp. I actually have been like with the youth group, I think, since they started Zoom calls. That was my first, um, that was my first day with the youth group. Um, so it was really special that I was able to come to camp. It was like, super spontaneous. I was like, mom, dad, can I go? Like I know that super last minute can I go and they let me go and I was so blessed to have been able to go um, even before camp in all of the teachings at youth group there's I just I could hear what God was telling me and at camp the verse that the verses that stood out to me it was actually the first day and it's Colossians 3 um, 1 through 3 and it says since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Um, and that just really resonated with me throughout all camp, and it was repeated throughout the entire week so many times. Like, why are you, set, why are you setting your mind on earthly things and not on heavenly things? Um, and one of the things that also stood out to me was, you know what God is telling you, so why are you putting your earthly thoughts above God? Um, why are you focusing on things of earth rather than things of the Lord? And why was I concerning myself with what I thought other people would think of me when I knew that I needed, I needed to be yoked with the Lord, that I needed to get close to the Lord? I needed to live my life to glorify God, and I needed to put my pride aside to accept and receive the love that the Lord had for me. Um, so I actually did dedicate myself, I, dedica I dedicated my life to the Lord, and I got baptized at camp this year. And I was um, so blessed to have been able to do it with my close friends. And um, <laughs> I know that they'll always be there to support me and encourage me. And I'm so thankful to be on this journey with them.
As I call up a handful of uh, more youth, I pray that you see that the Lord's doing a work in our church, in, in our youth group. And, you know, in, in that season of, of, you know, having those Zoom meetings, and Angelique's life of the Lord is a product of that, you know, and, and her giving her, her life to the Lord. She, she joined us literally the first time that we had a Zoom call. She was, she was part of the entire group, and she's part of the family. And that's, it's so sweet to see that come out of, of this season, you know. And there's so many cases like that of, of people that have been visiting us because of the season that we're in. And the Lord, he is so faithful, right? We spoke, we spoke about that as one of, you know, the characters of the Lord. And he is, he is faithful when, when we obey and listen and, and actually do what he's calling us to do. Um, so if I can have... Um, Andres, come up, then Andrea Morales, then uh, Natalie Mendez, and then Adolfo. If any of those youth aren't here, I think you guys are, but if you're not, uh, just go on to the next one, okay? Good evening. Um, before I go to the verses, my, my name's Andres. I've been going to, this is my second year of camp. And um, what, before I tell you the verse that the Lord spoke to me, um, this is now my life verse after this camp. Uh, the first day, um, including me and my fellow friends and youth, um, a lot of us dedicated and rededicated our lives and also got baptized, I think, on the fourth day. So the verses I got were Matt, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I'm just going to stop there for the first verse. And um, the heavy laden part means our burdens, our troubles, and um, all the things that are hard that, um, that we have trouble with again. And at the end of that verse, it says, and I will give you rest. Um, notice that the I is speaking, like it's capitalized, so it's the Lord. Um, and it's comforting to, to know that um, the Lord is perfect, and as George said, that he is good, and um, he always has time for you. Moving on to the second verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So those of you that don't know what yoke means, it's a big metal bar with two loops at the end that hold an experienced and a strong cow and a new cow and a weak cow. Um, I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this, that the Lord is obviously that strong and experienced cow, and we are that new cow that is weak, and he will um, guide us through everything. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Um, the souls equal to emotions and thoughts, and the Lord, again, is perfect, and he will take care of that. Last verse, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, notice that the two mys are capitalized, so it's the Lord. 
So for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is easy for the Lord um, just to take care of us. And his yoke is easy. Again, he is that bull. It's just easy going for him. And that um, his burden is light. He has no burden behind him. Um, so, um, yeah, that's what I got. My name is Andrea, and this is my fifth year of camp. Um, this year of camp was the best one yet, spiritually. Um, a lot of um, people dedicated re and rededicated their lives um, this week, including myself. And he moved so much, and he revealed himself so beautifully the first day. And it was like that for every night and every morning, and it was really comforting. The Lord showed me so much this week <laughs> that I couldn't pick, and I was praying on the last morning that the Lord would give me a verse to kind of just summarize everything, and he gave me Jeremiah 31, verses 34 to 35, and it says, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me, for the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves there are floor, the Lord of hosts is his name. And um, when we were on the road to the water park, the first beach, and then the second beach, which was the one that we ended up going to, where a lot of them got baptized. Um, I was reading a book called um, My Heart, Christ's Home. And each chapter was a different um, like room in your heart. So there was like the kitchen, the study room, the living room. And at the very end, it was called the closet. And so the guy and Jesus were just chilling. And Jesus was like, dude, there's something really smelly upstairs. And then the guy was like, I don't smell anything. And so they went upstairs. And then Jesus was like, in there, in that closet, that's dead. Take it out, and I will make it new, just like I did for every other room in the house. And then the guy in his mind was saying, Jesus, I've given you every room in my house. Why can't you leave me this four-by-four four little room? And Jesus was like, well, if you're not willing to give that up, I'm going to have to go because I can't dwell here. And as he saw Jesus going down the stairs and leaving, um, he said, no, Jesus, come back. I really need you. I can't do this without you. And then at the very end, he said a line that I don't think I'm ever going to forget, that he said, this whole time I was playing the host and treating Jesus as my guest when I was supposed to let him be the manager of the house and me just be the humble servant. I never saw it that way. That was like super mind-blowing because I was always trying to be right and be obedient and all that stuff so that Jesus would dwell in my heart. But I can't do that without him. I can't do that without his strength. I mean, that's a lot to manage. I mean, every room in the house, things are going to get dirty again. That closet is going to get filled again. And Jesus needs to be constantly renewing me. George said at the beginning of the week that the rededicating of lives isn't just a one-time thing. We might have done it last camp and the years before, but 
it's something that we need to do daily. So yeah, that's what I got this week. Adolfo, you could come up um, in a couple seconds, and then um, Bobby, you could come up for a couple seconds as well after. Um, and, you know, as believers, we're called to pray, to plan, to prepare, and as leaders, we, we do that, you know, we, we prepare for the whole week, and uh, we had this great idea of going to a water park on Thursday. And the, it seemed, you know, like the Lord had hooked us up. We had this great price. We were paying less than what the original cost is, and we were getting a meal, and parking was paid, and it was, it was awesome, you know. We, we couldn't wait to surprise the youth with it. And we wake up Thursday morning real early. We tell all the youth. They're all super excited. And we get in the buses, and we head to Rapids Water Park. And we're, we're all beside ourselves, you know, and just a couple clouds, you know, it kind of looks like it may rain, but nothing too crazy. They call us like, hey, weather's not looking very good. We're like, really? Yeah, weather's not looking very good, you know, um, we may have to close the park completely today. We're like, really? We'll call you back, don't worry about it. So I text the pastors right away, I'm like, hey, pastors, pray for us, you know, this is what's happening. And they call us back, like, yeah, we're so sorry. The park's closed for the day. We're like, well, we're almost at the park. <laughs> so we, we, you know, we pray, we, we, we seek the Lord, and we, we just ask, you know, for an open door. And long story short is we end up driving towards the beach, and there's a pier and, you know, you can pretend like the, the middle of the sanctuary is up here. And me and Jerry get off from the bus. You know, we want to make sure that everything looks good, that it's okay for the youth. So we go to the left of the pier, and we're, we're greeted with a sign. Due to COVID, the beach is closed. You can't go to the beach. We're like, man, what do we do, you know? And continue to pray. I'm like, Jerry, at this point, let's just take them to have lunch. So we take them to have lunch. You know, they enjoy parking lot pizza, something that I came up with right there because at this point you're just coming up with things, right? And we pray and some of the youth are like, hey, we have to use the restroom. So for whatever reason, they had wanted to use the restroom before we left um, going to the pizza place. But I told them, no, just get in the bus, pack in the buses and let's go. So then Jerry's like, hey, you know, that place where we were at, the bathrooms were actually, they seemed clean. We're like, okay, let's go back. So in going back to the restroom, we get a little lost, turn a wrong, wrong turn, and we end up parking on the other side of, of, that, of that main, you know, fishing bridge. And when we park on the other side, Jerry's like, is the beach open over here? I'm like, nah, I don't know, Jerry. We just went to the other side, and it was closed. And he goes, just let's walk over there. So we walk over there, and we walk over there. The other side was a different beach, and it was actually open. And um, for the sake of time, the Lord saw it fit, you know, me, 
Jerry, the leaders, we wanted to go down water slides. And he saw fit that there would be a water baptism. And, you know, we plan, we prepare, we, we pray. But ultimately, it's the Lord that leads and guides. And that's so, you know, applicable to our lives. Uh, yeah, we're, we're called, we're called to, to prepare. And we're called to, you know, to, to prepare for tomorrow. But ultimately, we have to be spirit-led. We have to be led by the Lord. And his plans, they're greater than ours. And it was such a sweet time. They had closed that water park because it was supposed to rain and thunder and all this. And guess what? None of that. We had a great day at the beach. You know, we ended up playing some games. We, we, we spoke to the lifeguard, and the lifeguard seemed like he was touched by, by all that was happening. And, you know, almost like couldn't, couldn't believe that we were there with the times that we're living in and that we're doing a water baptism. And the entire time that we were there, he was just watching us. And as believers, that's what we're called to be, right? We're called to be little Christ, like Christ. And we're just faithful to what he had for us in that specific day. So you could even pray for that lifeguard. You know, I forget his name now, but you could pray for that gentleman that if he doesn't know the Lord, that he would know the Lord. Um, but... All that to say, Adolfo, you could come on up and uh, share with us what the Lord um, did in camp. And uh, Bobby, then you could come right, right up, okay? Hello, my name is Adolfo. This was my first year at camp. And it was a big blessing like, to have the opportunity to go to camp. Sadly, it's going to be my last year as a youth, but it was amazing. So my verse is Matthew 6, verse 31 through 34. It says, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? This sin dominated the thoughts of unbelievers, but Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. See the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. So <clears throat> basically, like lately, before camp, I was thinking a lot about college. Uh, because I'm a senior, so like I'm going to go to college soon. And it was like something, it's a new season I'm going to, I really scary sometimes, like, just to think about it, like, changing something new, like, just high school was, like, doing the same every year, and, like, going to something new is, like, a little scary sometimes, and just, like, this verse gave me, like, gave me that, like, thing to think about, like, he's saying that he will take care of us, and something that is really important, like, of that verse, it says in verse 33, see the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need like at the beginning of the week we have a little joke with, like between the guys and george that i was saying that like archery is dangerous and like the second day we were like do archery and then like he was saying like water balloons are dangerous and like we we're like playing with water balloons <laughs> and like one of the days he told us like we we're gonna like, go with like like he said like uh, roller coasters are dangerous 
And most of the guys, we'd like, we thought we were going to, like, actually go to a park and, like, do, like, roller coasters. Like, it was super fun. But, <laughs> and, like, the plans, like, completely changed. And, like, he said he was going to, like, go to the water park. And we had, like, ending, we ended up going to a beach. And, like, most of, like, most, some of the youth got, were baptized. And, like, just, like, that verse is, like, that he will give us, like, what we need, not what we want. Like, we, like, some of the guys wanted, like, to go roller coaster, or, like, other people wanted to go to a water park. We're, like, we didn't, we, like, we didn't need that. We need, like, the water baptism, and that was, like, super good. And that's it. Thank you. Good evening, family. Uh, before I start, uh, before I became a leader, uh, and the Lord has chosen me to become a leader, uh, I had texts all over my phone. Was, I got this football team ready to go. It's all yours. You can be the head coach. You can be the defensive guy. I've been coaching for 18 years, right? And now I was like, whoa. I was telling my wife, wow, man, wow. And then the following day, I'm in my golf cart. Serving our Lord. And I was asked, hey, how would you guys like to be leaders? So you guys need to pray for that. So I'm like, wow, honey. The next, and that day after church, we went home. We talked about it. A couple of months went by before we even thought about it. I get a text now. Dude, I got a high school team. We need a defensive coach. It's yours if you want it. Wow. It doesn't pay much. I kept praying with my wife. And uh, I said, you know what, honey? I know what I want to do. I want to be a youth leader and follow my heart. <laughs> I'm going to be in John 3 today. Uh, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. There's no trophy. There's no ring. There's no game that can come in between what you see when these kids dedicate their life to Jesus and be baptized, it blows me away. That's the game I want to be in. I want to be in Jesus' game. I want to play for his team. I want to coach his team. So this is why I'm here. Because of Jesus, he filled my heart. He did it in 2019 with a special young man who wrote me a letter that was pretty awesome. I can't go to that letter right now, but I'm going to go to this year. In verse th uh, John 3, Beloved, I pray you prosper in things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, Verse 4, the one that I love the most. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Wow. That verse, another brother posts that up, and I've been just going over that verse and that verse. And it spoke to me in a way that 
I know now why I'm here, because the Lord wants me here, and I'm going to obey him. Because what I see in these kids on the first day, dedicate their lives to our Lord. And then a couple of days later, get baptized. There was this one young man, his first time there. He was very nervous. He was scared, and, you know, he had his head down. The second day, after he gave his life to the Lord and dedicated his life to the Lord, we had a conversation. It was a great conversation, but this is where I'm getting at with this. He receives a gift that came from outside. And the gift was a Bible that his aunt gave him. He had a little smirk in his face, and then he smiled because his aunt put something in there, which he gave me the, the great privilege to read. But just to say, to say it short, she says, I love you so much, and I am proud of you. He let me share that with him. He shared it with me. And I knew then why I am here, why the Lord wants for me to see you guys grow in the Lord. That's the best team I can ever be a part of. I am so grateful and so humbled to be a leader. I love you guys, and I can't wait for the years to come. And you guys who are scared to sign your kids up because of whatever reason, sign them up. It's awesome, because it's awesome for me, the work that happens to them, it also happens to us. So I am so grateful to know that our kids are walking in truth and see it with my own eyes. I love you guys, and thank you. Bobby, thanks for sharing that. And um, it's awesome when we give up, you know, our earthly desires, when we give up maybe what we've been wanting to accomplish for years and years and years to follow hard after the Lord. And, you know, it's not only Bobby. You, you speak to some of the other leaders. You, you speak to anyone around here, and, you know, it's so worth it. You know, I think it was Nicole that said, we can never outgive the Lord. And we go and, and we serve him because he's called us, but we're the ones that are blessed too, you know. We go out of there and we're like, man, the Lord's done such a work even in my heart, you know. Um, so, Jerry, if you could come up, and then um, Jose, if you could close us, that'd be great. Hi, guys. Um, in my Devo this morning, I was reading Daniel, the book of Daniel. And it's just applicable to some of the things that the Lord did in camp. And uh, in verse 27 of chapter 2, um, you know, Nebuchadnezzar asked Daniel or asked the wise men, interpret my dream, but he didn't tell him the dream. He said, no, I'm not even going to tell you the dream. You tell me what my dream was and then interpret it. And of course, nobody could do that. And it was, uh, 
And then uh, Nebuchadnezzar got upset, and then he was just going to kill all the wise men, right? That's where we're at. So in verse 27, Daniel answers in the presence of the king and says, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers, cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And as we know, Daniel goes on and reveals the dream and, and so forth. But what I want to share is how Daniel got there. And if you go back to verse 16 of chapter 2, it reads, So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Chapter, I mean, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, which you guys know, or most people know as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions. And verse 18, that they might seek the mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret. Just want to show in the word of God, and also when Daniel did receive the, the, the dream, he's, so, he's thankful to the Lord, and how it reads in verse 23, Daniel says to the Lord, I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might, and now made known to me what we asked of you. And I'm sharing that because camp is over and we're, you know, everybody's moving on to different things and our heart for, for the youth is that they've developed those friendships. Everybody knows about Daniel interpreting the dream, but very few people remember that he went to his companions to pray, to seek the Lord. It's, we're all in this together. And uh, that's just an encouragement I want to share for the youth. And uh, I, as far as uh, the testimonies, you've heard in, uh, plenty of them. And the biggest thing that I've taken away from this uh, camp is that God did what he wanted to do. And it wasn't, we, you know, we had our plans, but God did whatever he wanted to do. And the verse that, the, the scripture that was in my mind throughout camp was Psalm 23, starts off the Lord is my shepherd and that has just been a continual theme since then and it's just um, it's great for us to realize that you know there's a time to be to have fun and and to do fun things and and to do things that friends do but there's a time to really come together and spend that time with the Lord so uh, casas Good evening, family. This is the cool thing. For many of them, they have gone to camps seven times, six times, all the way down to their first camp. But the cool thing is I gone to many camps because it's awesome. You know, I was a youth pastor for many years, and I, I went to 12 camps with different groups, 
And now I get to participate with this group. But it's been 14 years in the making as we purchased that, that property and we dedicated that property unto the Lord and we raised up an altar and we had a dedication service. And we asked God to use that land for his glory that now we see the faithfulness of God as we went and just got along with God in the woods and God did the work that he wanted to do. And um, I'm just going to read Ephesians chapter 1, a couple of verses. And this is uh, the first night that a lot of people talked about, you know, the first night. The first night, it was just a simple message about salvation and God's will for our lives. So, and I used Ephesians 1 uh, to use that as the springboard. So, in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to his good pleasure of his will to be praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us acceptable in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. And the reality of our lives is, and I share with them, how can we put a price tag, how can we put a monetarily price on the salvation of a person? It's priceless. Money cannot buy salvation. But all of us have been chosen by God. How do you know you're chosen? Lord, I surrender my heart, my life to you. You're chosen. How do you know you're not chosen? Lord, I don't want nothing to do with you. Then you're not chosen. And then he chose us before the foundation of this whole universe. Before he formed the universe, he predestined us to salvation. Now all we have to do is respond to that invitation. And as I don't waste time in nonsense, why wait to the last day to see who's going to be saved? No, let's do it the first day. Not the last day, the first day. Today is the day of salvation, and the right time is right now. It's not later. Because we're not guaranteed later. We're not guaranteed what's going to happen down the line. 
as people, and I, I know that a lot of you parents were very worried, even in the things, the times that we're living in. God will never allow not one person to be snatched out out of his hand. Not one. So fear does not come from God. Fear is not of God. It's of the enemy. So a lot of you guys were challenged to allow your kids to go to camp. Well, salvation took place at camp. Rededication took place at camp. So there is no money, there is nothing that we can give back to God as his grace and forgiving power was poured on, on just a lot of youth. A lot of, they, a lot of them, they made the first day to be their spiritual birthday. They were born again of the spirit. They became alive in the spirit. And just to know what God's will is for our lives, I told them it's like standing underneath Niagara Falls. As you hear the roaring power of Niagara Falls, and then it's like receiving the grace of God, the forgiving power of God. A lot of people that tend to just wait, they attend church, and they don't make that commitment to God. They're afraid. And I told them, if you have never confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, today is the day that you need to do that. Today is the day you need to get right. And they did. The Lord met them wherever they were in the middle of the wilderness and salvation came to that place. The angels in heaven were dancing. There was a party going on in the wilderness, but there was a party going up in heaven. So, to know God's will for our lives, it removes the element of fear. There is no fear when grace and mercy abounds. There is none. So God did a mighty work. My prayer is that part of this it says that we should be holy and blameless in this love that God has for us. So I asked them to start the night. They started saying, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. And then the other room responded, I love Jesus. How about you? And they got, get, they got into it. They went back and forth. But then I told them, do you really mean it? Or you're just saying it? Because everybody else is saying it. And you got caught up in the emotions of the moment. See, God is in the business of redeeming people. Only those people that are willing to give 100%. A hundred percent, surrender a hundred percent to him, not part a hundred percent. 
So when they raise up their hands to receive that grace and mercy, they were saying, Lord, I'm all in. I look forward to see what God is going to do because I told them that here in this group that went there, you got future pastors, you got future leaders, you got future missionaries, you got the, the, the body of Christ, the young people that God is going to use in the years to come to continue to bring salvation to this dark world. Now it's up to them to share with other people the gift that they have received from God, which is salvation under Christ Jesus. And that's the beauty of it. In the sense, we are working ourselves out of a job. I'm working myself out of a job. Because as one of them, they say, Jose, I got you. Sit down. I got more energy than you. I got you. I say, here we go. Well done. Go. Because even in Isaiah 40, verses 3 to 5, in the call of John the Baptist, it says, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. That was the mission of John the Baptist, to go out through this world preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I hope as they receive freely this salvation, now for them to pass it on to others. So camp, I'm blessed. I'm blessed because I cry like a little girl. <laughs> I cry. I cry like a little girl because nothing touches my heart more than when a young one surrenders their heart to Jesus. And I cry, and I'm not ashamed to cry. And I was crying. I was bawling because it wasn't one, it were many. So to me, it, there is no money that anybody can give me. There is nothing that they can try to buy me out. For me, to see one of those little ones surrender their hearts to Jesus, for me, is payment in full. It's all worth it. It's been 14 years. We bought that place in 2006. We dedicated that place in 2012. As buildings started going up, uh, some close friends, they saw the vision we started building buildings and we did sanctuaries. You know, like the field of dream. Build it and then we'll come. <laughs> so, I'm blessed just to be a part of the work of God in this place. And to me, I'm honored to be able to do life alongside of them. For me, I'm a proud papa. So the question is for you, mom and dad, are you all in when the things of God? Do you give a high priority to the things of the Lord? Is Jesus in your heart? Have you confessed him to be Lord and Savior of your life? Your kids are in, but maybe you're cold 
Maybe you're struggling. Maybe in this season you feel isolated and you don't feel like you're running on all cylinders. Come to the throne of grace and ask God. You don't have because you have not asked of God. Come and ask of him and he will give you the total package. His blessings come and they're new every morning. And his faithfulness endures every day. All you have to do is come to him. If you feel weary and heavy laden, then come to him and he will give you rest. But a lot of times we don't respond. We're full of pride. We say, no, no, I don't want people to be looking at me and think that I'm weak or whatever. Get rid of those complex. Just come to Jesus and he will sit you in high places. So, Pastor George, come on up. You can close it up. For me, thankful to be able to just serve the Lord and, and just I'm honored that I can get to be a part of your kids. Because I always tell your kids, I'm Papa number three. <laughs> your first Papa is your heavenly father that is in heaven. Your second Papa is your earthly father. But I'm Papa number three. The worship team can come up and I think the Lord's knocking, you know, and I think he's knocking, I think he's knocking. And I believe there's some of us that need to rededicate our lives to the Lord. Maybe there's someone here that has never fully surrendered. There's going to be pastors up front. Tonight's the night of salvation. Tonight's the night that you could rededicate your life. And so many of the youth, they, they did that while we were at camp. Maybe tonight the Lord's calling you to do the same. So we'll sing a couple songs of worship. And if the pastors can, can come up, uh, that would be great.
Let's pray. God, we come before you and we think of your love. We think of how good you are. God, we think of the fact that you're strong, Lord. And God, we pray, Lord, that God, through the, through the youth, through everything that you've done, uh, just in and through camp, God, Lord, that we would realize that we can't do this in our own strength. And Lord, that we would rely upon you, Lord. God, we're living in some dark times. We pray, Father, that we would be the light and the salt in this dark world that we're living in. God, you've called us. You've separated us. Lord, we pray that we would be walking in your truth. Father, thank you for the youth. God, thank you for the wilderness ministries, Lord. We pray that you would bless them, Lord, and God, just everything that you have in store for us. Father, fill us, use us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, so... um